Yeah, just to get it. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Talking. Well, you got to give me a little warning. Uh-huh. Guys. Welcome, Footlers, to Barrel Proof, episode number 246. This is your host tonight, Ty Smith, and I'm here with the one and only Patrick Arkenberg. Yeah, only just me and you, unfortunately. You get to listen to me stumble through some soccer knowledge that I don't have. You're going to have to talk a little bit tonight. This is uh, our first attempt at a two-man team uh, together. But we're keeping the tradition. We have continued the pod in the park. And that's all that matters. Been good luck. We uh, Taylor and Robbie, our erstwhile co-hosts, are not available tonight. But um, we wanted to get in just a quick hitter to hopefully brighten everyone's week um, and do a little bit of news and notes and review of the Memphis game and our upcoming uh, couple matches and the playoff scenarios and, uh, like I say, hopefully provide some respite. Uh, to everything that's going on this week. Of course, sports is a um, very minor affair uh, when right. we think about everything that's going on. And uh, Barrel Proof uh, obviously would extend thoughts and prayers to everybody involved, uh, including the Purple family, in uh, trying to make this a better place to live for everybody. Everybody. Correct. And with that, I think we'll just go ahead and talk about the game. Um, so Memphis comes to town, uh, clearly just outclassed, uh, 4-1 victory, kind of just as we would have scripted it. Uh, I think the highlight would have to be Brian Omby. I was going to say Cam's back hill, but yeah, Brown was playing fantastic for sure. I mean, you're talking about through the whole game, yes. Brian Ombi, definitely highlight. Well, and for him to get off the board on the score sheet, mm-hmm. he's had some assists uh, this season and has, has contributed in that department, but I believe that's his first goal yes. of the season. And just nice to see him really get a hold of one, um, go to work on that right side. He got the first assist to Cam. Yep. Beautiful play. And then Cam returned the favor on the second goal and put him back in behind. Um on an awesome through ball from Alexis Sawahi. Who he just seems to be finding great, great, I mean, just lines through, through the whole crowd all the way to the, it's just beautiful in the back. Somehow he picked that off, picked up Cam off a of one touch that split the entire Memphis de- defense. And, right. of course, Cam uh, has has his head on a swivel and sees Ombi streaking and has a one touch, and we're in on two passes. Right. And you let Ombi go to work and... We know what happens when that when that happens. So, so definition of playing out of the back. Yeah, and it's beautiful. let's shout out. Let's give a shout out to Alexi Sawai, who we haven't talked much about on the pod, but is quietly perhaps having his best season in purple. Um, I'd have to agree. I mean, he was really, really strong last season too. But yeah, I mean, uh, he's definitely noticeably making a difference. Like uh, not just in the defensive role, but like I said, you know, going up further his, and his making plays. His distribution, his positioning, his. His, his defense, I mean, the the shutouts um, speak for themselves, for right? Sure. I mean, we talked about Ben being at the top of the USL leaderboard on, on in that stat, which is awesome, and that's a big credit to Sean and Alexi who have solidified them oh, yeah. themselves in that center back role. And Alexi, you know, he, um, of course, he was Paco's pair uh, partner in the center back position for the 2017 championship. 
I'm sorry, the uh, the second championship, the 2018 championship against Phoenix. Yeah. Um, uh, was not uh, in Coach Hackworth's uh, selection as much last season, and um, it's good to see him back. I think um, I think he's had a great season, and uh, good, good opportunity to talk about him uh, for for splitting the defense and and helping on that second goal on Saturday. He was one of the players that came in after Hackworth. Like he, Hackworth brought him in, wasn't it? No, he came. Uh, was uh, he on before? He was actually one of um, Daniel Bird's uh, selections. I think scout uh, Daniel Bird scouted him, and they got him up, and he was signed with O'Connor. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Again, my vast soccer knowledge. Well, he was <laughs> like I say, he was the the stalwart in 2018 with Paco. Yeah. Played all the way through the championship, and um, for whatever reason, last year. I think saw uh, less time with Paco and Sean starting in the middle, um, especially through that playoff run last season. But like as I say, he's solidified his role again this season and is perhaps having his best his best season in purple and just looks to be uh, going from strength to strength this yeah, year. For sure. So, you know, we give up one uh, towards the end of the se- uh, first half on Saturday, which was you know a real letdown and it was kind of a kind of a fluky goal where it bounced around a little bit in in their box and off of set set piece we kind of fell asleep there for a couple minutes i was about minutes. to say it seemed like we kind yeah. of slowed down a little bit it's a couple minute period we we fell asleep and um i think i think one of our defenders if i'm not mistaken it was uh, gomez kind of stabbed at the ball um and you know without getting a good clearance on the ball and gave them opportunity right. to to uh, to get it to get to open man and he put it uh, put it home it was a nice shot mm-hmm. um but but memphis never really seemed like they were in it <laughs> Um, no, they never seemed at least threatening uh, to the point of, uh, you know, thought they would take the, the three points for sure. Yeah. And it was – I was curious about why that Liam Doyle fellow, one of their big defenders, wasn't in the game, um, a guy that had played at Nashville and then was on Memphis's team. And then I saw over the, you know, a day or two later, he actually is now on to San Antonio, I believe. Mm-hmm. So they were missing him. Um, just, as I say, clearly out outclassed and um, – Thank gosh we got a couple to, to put it home in the second half. For sure. And you mentioned Cam's goal, which was was uh, just <laughs> – What do you say? I don't know what I mean, say. There's no words. I don't I even, mean, I mean, it's, a, it's a, game, a, a, game, a goal that only Cam Lancaster scores. Right. You know, it's like one of these that we see where he's scored from half field against Red Bulls too, or he's – running away from the goal and scores against North Carolina. I don't even remember the goal that put him, I believe, tied with the USL record or the or put him over the top. That goal against North Carolina was pro- perhaps his best that I've seen. Uh, I um, don't remember that, actually. We were down. He we was trying to – it was, you know, he was attacking the Scouse House end at Slugger Field, and some, somehow he's going away from the goal, kind of going back – to get the ball, sort of like he did on this back heel, mm-hmm. and just whips around it. But he was 30 yards out. Right. And scores to, as I say, I think it was to either tie or to take the lead in the USL Championship single-season scoring record. Um, but Cam, it, you know, and we really haven't talked too much about Cam either because Cam just does Cam things. Right. And we kind of expect it, and we're spoiled. and. Well, you I mean, know, of course he's going to score, and, and of course he's going to get a brace in that game. Right. And speaking of crazy goals for records, I mean, that was his – that back hit was his 50th was his USL. 50th yeah. USL goal. And like, in, way to make memories. At a clip that is the USL record as well. I mean, he scored at a faster – or as a more 
frequent rate than anybody in championship history. Right, because he didn't play last year. Right, so you take yeah. the minute, the goals and the minutes. Right. And he's the, the most efficient striker in the league. Um, so just unbelievable goal, though, for him to chip the keeper. I don't understand how you heel. chip it, the ball with your back I heel. went out and tried it. I don't know either. Um, <laughs> do you think he could actually tell you how to do it? Yeah, he could teach me. I'm sure. I think he kind of got a strike down on the ball. You know, he obviously it's something that he knows how to do and has done. I mean, he was confident before, doing it. Yeah. Right. And he knew to have the presence of mind to know the keeper's laying there. He just backheels it. See, I mean, to me, it looked like he just backheeled it and got lucky that he chipped it over the keeper. No, I don't know. I think that was obviously, totally intentional. It was totally. In, in he's smarter than I am. If you just backheel that ball, it's gonna, it's going straight to the keeper. It's going straight to the keeper on Correct. the ground. Yeah. I mean, doesn't matter how hard you hit it. It's, it's still going to. So. And then, gosh, um, I'm still in awe of that goal and thinking about the final one, which came through um who scored the last one yeah i told you i needed to go back and watch this game oh gosh it was corbin another another beautiful run in where sl- we slotted across to him um luke spencer was put in with a really nice ball mm. and luke passes it across and corbin puts it away for the finishing touch another beautiful team goal um good to see luke back out there and making an impact for sure yeah yeah, it was um, all around great night, and uh, like I say, the expected result, and really, really put us ahead in the group, and um, have set us on you know this this nine game unbeaten streak has just uh, solidified our first place spot, which will, which we will clinch with one more point now. Correct, because we know. Uh, St. Louis and Indy tied last night. Best result we could have hoped for in terms of them trying to catch us. Mm -hmm. So would have loved to see Indy get beat by St. Louis in their final away game as a a franchise in the USL. Um, And really, uh, for sentimental reasons, I'd like to see St. Louis get into the playoffs. And I just can't figure out Indianapolis. I mean, they're in such poor form right now. They They couldn't take the lead last night up two men. For a, for the last 10, 15 minutes right. of that game. And they just seem toothless. I don't know if they're going to be able to turn it around somehow. Um, that being said, I would hate to see them again in the playoffs. I think beating a team three times in a season is hard enough. Right. You've got to think if we have to play them again yeah. in the playoffs for a fourth time, they're going to, you know, whatever chip on their shoulder they have not had this season, it, you guarantee they're going to yeah. have if we see them again. Yeah, definitely if they there. were to, you know, get past Pittsburgh yeah. um, and, and, and get that second-place spot, which is, of course, a tall task. But um, it'll definitely be a rough game for sure if we do have to see them again. I know yeah, that. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know if I'd rather see them or um, St. Louis, depending on who could beat, you know, obviously Pittsburgh would be the, the likely – uh, second round team that we would play. Yeah. Um, but this, you know, and we talk about clinching first place. It, 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 it's good to hear coach in the press conferences talk about how we're on a good run of form, but we've got to keep it up. We've got to keep improving. For sure. Six more points will put us in contention for the best record in the whole league. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. We still have a chance to get, you know, to finish first East and West points wise. That's actually surprising. Depending I didn't expect on how that. Results go out west. I and thought course, Phoenix was like damn near unbeaten all season. No, Phoenix is. Uh, they got beat by San Diego over the weekend. And good job, San Diego. Um, yeah, I know it. 
I know it. I like the Loyals come on strong. Um, and uh, Morgan Hackworth getting some PT, which is nice to see. Coach's son. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. And so, yeah. Is he so playing for the Loyals now? You look at the teams out west. Uh, you got Reno at 31 points. San Antonio's at 33. Um, so Phoenix is actually at 26. We're actually on top of Phoenix right now. And we're at 29 points. So we have a chance to finish first in, in, in the league. All right, boys. Um, that would be nice for once. Which, of course, we'd want, which would be ideal. We'd have home field playoff, uh, yep. home field positions throughout the playoffs. The last thing we want to do is go to Pittsburgh and have to play them there in the second round on their smallish turf pitch. Well, in the quiet, that would be terrible. Right. And so you really, you really got to hope that, that we can finish it out strong. Although, obviously, first place is, is, is uh, the priority and then worrying about points uh, secondarily. Um, and so, you know, and obviously staying healthy is important, too. So if we need to make some squad, squad rotation once that first place is clinched. I was surprised then, to see the hack we're starting with our strongest 11 on Saturday, to be honest. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, it made for a great game. Don't get me wrong. Well, it's every game in this in these in these group this group format is a playoff game and that's a six point swing that's true and so, so it's every three um, points is of course we did see uh, west sharpie again hmm. on in the lineup on saturday um back to the four man back line again so he was you know more of a traditional right back um and jonathan gomez on the left of course right. so there's a little bit of rotation um but we talked about last pod um this is another development uh, since we've last spoke, but uh, was who would spell the center back, the center midfield, because we got Paolo, Corbin, and um, Speedy, who have carried the load in the middle, and rightfully so. They've been the best midfield pairing, I think, in the in the league this season. When you talk about those three and the run that they've been on and the production and the passing and, and the goals and assists, I mean, that that's a three-headed monster in the middle that has just been unbelievable we talked in uh the of course the club had an article today on on their feed uh, about how the uh, unbeaten streak has coincided with paolo's return and so it really really made a difference but we've talked about well who can spell them if we need it and of course we got elijah winder who's a center midfielder we've had a keel in there a little bit yeah and lo and behold we got a new signing a new player Indeed. Kenny Walker from Indianapolis, who is just a perfect fit for our club and culture. He's a veteran player. He and Paolo started in the NCAA championship game at U of L together. Oh, really? They went to the finals together cool. and lost that game, I think, to Akron. But they played, I think, two years together at U of L and were center midfielders together. So they already know how to play together. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's awesome. And he's a he's a quality player. I mean, I've always admired him from afar, whether it was at Cincinnati or at Indianapolis, and to think that he couldn't get a run in at Indy. Oh, was Indy not playing him? No, he wasn't even making the 18. And, you know, it just just is what it is, but their loss is our gain. And credit credit to Coach Rennie and, and, and their organization up there for letting him, uh, for doing what's best for the player. Because, right. you know, he, they didn't have he to needs let him to go, get yeah. touches on the ball mm-hmm. and get game time. And if he can come here and help, and, and what better player and to go with those veteran midfielders that we have and to teach and to bring up the, the young guys, right. Keel and Elijah and to mentor them. And so to have him in the locker room on the practice field, if not in the games, um, cause you got to think that 
that there's those are going to be the toughest minutes to get are going to be at center midfield, right? Given how we've played, I mean, and I'd argue that Paolo and Speedy are the the best center center midfield pairing in the modern USL Championship era, at least since we've been in the in the league. And if Speedy could keep his head down, he'd be. I mean, a whole another animal. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, well, he's going to sky one every game. Yeah, you know, but he's, I love that he tries. But well, and he's keep had that head down, he's Speedy. Been, he's shot better this this season True. and has scored what three goals, I think, or uh, you know. So he's he's come on a little bit in the offensive third more this season, but you know him and Paolo have just been stalwarts there in the middle through through both championship runs and you know last year it just they're just like clockwork, mm. you know, so. Um, so really, that kind of takes us through, um, you know, where we're, where we've been this week, where we're headed. Um, other club news, I guess, you know, we're having the, uh, this, uh, first in the speaker series this evening on the race and sports, which credit to Evan Floyd and the front office for getting that dialogue started. And George Davis is on the, uh, the USL players, black, uh, Players Committee. Oh yeah, yeah. And one of the founding members of that, and he's he's on that panel along with some other, um, you know, notable figures to keep to keep the dialogue going. Um, and and how the how sports can can influence that discussion yeah. and and make um, you know make headway as we all try to try to make a better future. Yeah. Right. That's and, one thing I've been happy to see is they've progressively found ways to keep it in. Uh, talking points like it hasn't really faded away and i'm glad to see that yeah because it so easily could have but i'm I'm glad to see i mean even leagues and everything changing like to where where they're kneeling you know in the game instead of um through the national anthem so it's actually on tv yeah so it's just it's good to see everybody stepping up and being on board with it right and my whole thing is is i at the at the end of the day I, i support the players and we have a diverse group of players and what what they feel as as minorities and what what they want to express i fully support and right. this isn't a soapbox or a platform for that for for politics or anything else but i still wish i knew what uh what uh napo's uh, shirt said when he scored an indie i think it said say your name it said something about brianna taylor did it yeah i think i believe so i yeah something something to that effect and you know they're in a unique position to be able to be role models yep. and to lead the discussion on that, and so all credit to them. Like I say, I, I stand behind the players yep, uh, for sure. first and foremost. Um, so, what other club news we got? You got anything else, Patrick? I think we want to just do a little quick hitter for for uh, good luck, if nothing else. The pod in the park's been going well. Um, St. Louis, obviously, we're traveling there uh, on the weekend. Um, good news for us is they've got they got two people on red cards, two important <laughs> players for them. Really? Wharton in the middle, uh, who's been uh, a ninety-minute starter for them pretty much all season, and also Sam Fink, their veteran defender, who is an aerial threat. And so that only bodes well for us that they're both out. Um, you know, it, it, it's going to be a tough game on the road. It's on it's on their turf, uh, turf field. You know. Um, it's going to be a tough game, and I think, um, you know, I think we go out and we, and we don't change anything. We play our game. We get a we get a game plan together to win the game, um, but obviously, a draw secures first place, and so we're okay with one point. 
Um, what we don't want to do is lose momentum, and if we start slacking off in any respect, that doesn't bode well for our playoff run. No, not at all. And so no, this is a time we, we need to just put our foot down yeah. and keep going. And yeah. this, of course, the Kings Cup is at stake because we've tied once and we've split the other two games. Right. And so the final Kings Cup of of our history and is, that's the important part uh, of the Kings is, Cup is out, is on the line. And credit to Matt Owen, who I believe is traveling with the Kings Cup. Yes. Um, to St. Louis for the presentation following the game. Yep. So, and uh, it'll be obviously, um, you know, pulling on the heartstrings for us as well because our frenemies, the St. Luligans, will it'll be our last game with them most likely. Uh, of course, there's a chance we could see them in the playoffs, but right. unlikely, I, I would think. Um, so, I don't know. Um, you know, I think um, – I think we definitely want to go and show better than we did last game because I think last game we went up there and or over there and conceded a lot of the possession, let them dictate a lot of the game, got a goal early and didn't hang on, Right. Uh, let them back in it. Um, so I think we'll want to, I think we'll want to assert our, uh, you know, our game plan a little bit more than we did last game. Um, yeah, because it was it was a little surprising and uh, watching them kind of control the game last time we played them. It's just not, I guess it was more just not how I'm used to seeing St. Louis play, and that might just be a credit to how much better they're playing this season. But yep, yep. Well, they're better, they're they're certainly a better squad this season. I think they're be- they're well coached. I think their coach is better. I think they're um, they look a better squad, right. you know, overall. Um, well, I guess that's probably all I got, Patrick. Um, we, uh, yeah, this was this was fun. You got anything else? We didn't do Asparrow proof because, well, no, no Asparrow proof. We're a day late, right? But a playoff spot clinched. Yep. Yeah, and the USL Math Overlords uh, finally announced it. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Lintner, um, Jonathan Lintner, with the club posted something about the league explanation for the non-announcement and I still didn't understand it. Um, I mean, something about how they hadn't played as many games as us. They wanted to wait until everybody was on the same amount of games, so I think. they had to play or at least start the game. They didn't even have to finish it, but at least start the game. I guess I don't know. in that way that everybody's on the same um, available points anyway. Because it would have changed nothing, actually. But I think they probably just did it to make El Oso mad once they started <laughs> getting flack from him. They probably just did it to get under his skin, maybe. But Don't poke the bear. I get it. I get it. I mean, we clinched, so what, you know, go, ahead and, go ahead and say it, right? Right, right, right. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny, though. Was he, it was funny seeing him get uh, a little riled up about it. But, but once again, we see ourselves going into the playoffs as the hottest team in the league, and it's it's good to be it's good to be in purple. Yep. So, I don't think I ever get tired of that. Nope. So I'd say let's uh, get out there and support the boys. Uh, not this weekend, I guess, but we'll be home for our final game against Sporting KC. Uh, the well, following you can still Saturday. support the boys Saturday. Just you know. Yeah, everybody watch uh, socially distanced somewhere. Yep. Stay um, safe. And uh, safe travels to Matt Owens. I hope you're listening. I'm not sure if you are, but safe travels to St. Louis. Yep. Take care of that cup and hopefully bring it home. Exactly. Make them present it back to us. That'd be nice. Yep. That's right. All right. All right. 
Cheers, Footlers. Up the perps. Love you all. Come on, city. Come on, city.